What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Media Entrepreneurs Podcast, teaching you how to become a full-time entrepreneur by leveraging modern social media strategies. I'm your host, Derek Vidal, and on today's episode, I am joined by Josh Rosenberg. Josh has been a direct response marketer since 2007, generated over $100 million in sales, and one of the highest paid copywriters and marketing consultants in the world. He is the founder of robotrevolution.ai, amongst a bunch of other things, but that's the main thing that we're going to be focusing on today. So get ready for a bunch of value. I can't wait to jump into exactly how this program works, but also just how the marketing world has changed since 2007 and what we can expect for the future. So all marketers need to listen up, get ready to take some notes, guys. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Dennis. Thank you very much for having me here. I'm excited. Absolutely. And it's Derek. I don't know if I put my name I'm wrong. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. I'm, I'm looking at something else right now. So I'm, I apologize. Oh, no problem at all. Uh, so Josh, to start off here, uh, give me just the briefing of like all the like a like really macroscopic model of like what your day to day life looks like right now. Like what are the all the pots that you got your fingers dipped in? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm working in a bunch of different places from um, smaller supplement companies and info product companies to some larger corporate clients where I'm having, helping them with their overall marketing strategies, executions, as well as um, doing a lot of AI consulting because that is really where the industry is headed. And anybody that does not get on board now, your time is very limited. You're going to be replaceable in the next two to three years. So I'm really trying to uh, work with a lot of my clients, a lot of my students to stress to them just how quickly this is going to come. And having a really good skill set in one or two areas is great. And that's applicable. You need to be able to apply that to the world of AI. Uh, It's the people that don't have these skills that are using their time to get good at AI, they're going to have an advantage of you over you. They're going to, basically, they're going to beat you. If you're an employee looking for a job, you're going to be hard-pressed to find it. And if you're an entrepreneur running a business, you're going to be left behind. But it's the people that can kind of learn some of these the real tangible skills that know how to do things the manual way that also can now take that and apply it to AI. You're going to have just in an infinite amount of possibilities and um, just everything will be at your disposal. I'm really working right now to open people's eyes to that. I feel like uh, what you just said there about you can do these jobs manually already, and then you're implementing AI into it. That's a necessary uh, process because if you, I was working with someone, he's like a 19 year old and he wrote some emails using only chat GPT to write some emails for him. And they they just weren't very good. Like he wrote some emails about selling some uh, kitchen cutlery or or some kitchen products. And I was like, okay, like this is still, (laughs) there's uh, no personality in this. They all have like the same intro. And uh, he didn't really have the uh, know-how of how to adjust the AI. Is that one of the large reasons why you say like, you know, use AI with the skills that you already know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a, a colleague of mine who was an architect. And when he went to school for architecture, he was learning how to create blueprints with a pencil, with a compass, with a ruler. He was sitting there meticulously doing it by hand before they ever let him use software like CAD, which is mathematical-based software designed for engineers and for people that are in that carpentry world. And it becomes a lot easier when you can use something like CAD, you get a lot more exact. 
but they reinforce you have to be able to do this by hand. It is not a shortcut if you don't have a foundation. And that's exactly what this is. Anybody can go into a program like ChatGPT and say, hey, write me three emails announcing the sale of, you know, my new whatever, my new toy. And it doesn't know what it's writing. It really, Chat is not a mind reader. It's an employee. If you think about it, they are a great employee that doesn't need sleep, that you don't need to pay, that works around the clock, all of that great stuff. But just like any other employee, if they're starting work from day one and you just hired them and you sit them at a desk and they don't know anything about you, your company, whatever it is, the product or service you sell, they don't know about the tone of voice that you try to get across to your customers, to your audience. They don't know any of the features or the benefits, the bells, the whistles. They are not going to do a good job. You can't expect this brand new full-time employee to be able to write these world-class emails if you don't train them. And that's where a lot of people fall short. They think it's this this piece of magic that anybody can do right out of the gate. And that's simply not the truth. I think what you're saying about people need to jump onto AI or they're going to get left behind. They've heard this message pretty much all year. And if they haven't done it yet, I think they just don't know where to go. They're like, okay, yeah, I got to get into to AI. I'm going to Google AI later. They don't don't know where to go. They're like, okay, ChatGPT, I've heard of that one. Or maybe they heard of some of the AI art generators. Can you give some programs like, hey, if you do this, you need to know, learn this program. If you do this, you got to learn this program. Like point them in the right direction of like, where do they go right once they're done listening to this show? Sure. So right now, it's a very interesting time because it's very reminiscent of the 2008.com tech or the 2001.com tech bubble burst only AI is not going anywhere. What's happening is investors are putting a ton of money into all these tech startups, these AI startups that just use artificial intelligence as a way to make their, their software or whatnot sound really advanced because they know the investors know that right now it's such a buzzword that they can build up the valuation and then sell it to a company like a Google or an Apple or Microsoft or Adobe at your high valuation multiple and the investors make all their money back and everyone goes home happy. So I'm not looking at these specific tools right now, exactly saying that today, uh, Sunday, August 27th, which is when we're sitting down to, to discuss this, the tools that are out today may not be the tools that somebody uses six months from now. So rather than look at the specific tools, you should be focused on what is it you're trying to do? What field do you want to work in? Do you want to be a web designer or a graphic designer or a 3D animator? Okay, great. Find time to really go out there and figure out who the biggest players are in that 2D, 3D graphic design, web design sort of world are. Uh, Research the software that's coming out. Who are the big investors? Well, Adobe put a ton of money into acquiring some comp- some companies that do an incredible job at predictive art, meaning you have a picture of you standing next to your friend in front of a park bench. Well, let's just cut your friend out of it. Let's chop this picture in half. So now it's you uh, shoulder to shoulder with somebody. We don't know who. And there's half of a park bench. The... Photoshop software, the predictive software in there may not know exactly what your friend looks like, but it can fill that in with the correct lighting. It knows, okay, well, if this is this other person's shoulder, we can know how tall they are. 
we'll get an idea of approximately what their body type might be. We can see part of the park bench. So it can fill in a lot of the blanks. Well, that's what I mean, where the company that's making the software today, that is cool and all, but what happens when they get acquired tomorrow? So I would rather somebody focus on the industry they want to be in. So if it's marketing and copywriting and sales, great. Let's focus on there. If it's, you know, you want to be an artist and maybe you set up an Etsy store where you use Printify and you're creating original artwork using 3D that can get printed out the size of a billboard or as tiny as a postage stamp, put in a frame and shipped off to somebody. Great. Let's look at the technology behind it as opposed to the specific app because it changes so rapidly. And that should not overwhelm you because you don't need to be caught up on everything. Focus on the, the field that interests you the most. So if you have a company and let's say you're not great at finance, but you know your bookkeeping is slow, your accounts receivable is not really staying up to date on who owes money, uh, your profit and loss statements maybe aren't that accurate. Maybe your CFO is not giving you the best strategies about how to spend money to reinvest back in the company prior to giving it to the IRS. You can have uh, an AI consultant or your CFO focus on just the financial aspects and give them a few days to go on YouTube or go on Google and find out what the the best current solutions are. And just by staying up to those, getting on some of those mailing lists, subscribing to some of the YouTube channels that are just about finance AI, and so long as part of their job is actually to watch that and to stay up to date, it won't matter what software is here today and gone tomorrow. They'll be up to date on it. Hey, Bar & Grill fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk, where me and my co-hosts sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar & Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby! Makes sense. Yeah, I can see how a lot of these applications uh, won't be around after a while. They're all competing to be the finance AI, the uh, art generator AI, and uh, like all uh, movements over time, it really gets top heavy of like, oh, yeah, everyone just like uses this for art. Like maybe like one to three programs is, is really that gets all of the, the business like Canva and Photoshop and people don't really exactly. use all the other ones anymore, you know? Even yeah. though when was at, the last at, time someone used Pixma? Yeah, exactly. Keepa or something like that. Like I, yeah. there's definitely a lot that I messed around with. And, but now it's just like, yeah, you just either go to Canva or Photoshop, depending on how complex of a program you want. Same with like video editors, like only a couple uh, emerge in the end. And if you can be right. the person that finds that one that works extremely well, that's an opportunity right now. And I think a lot of people look at the AI space and they don't know where to go, but that's also exactly what you want it to be because now you have an opportunity because no one else knows what to do. So you need to look at it like if everyone was already already figured out it's these two programs, like I, I would already be late to it. I You can learn it still, but you're, you don't have the opportunity to be a trailblazer. So you're not going to get as much guidance as you want. You really are going to have to uh, navigate this space on your own through Google searching and and 
playing with it uh, a lot and, you know, be, be specific about like, what am I looking to do? And then find the programs um, that, that can do that. And there's probably a lot of uh, good opportunities for affiliate marketing right now, because at this point I can't really do affiliate marketing for Canva because everyone like already has it, you know? Uh, but I could figure mm -hmm. out like, what are these programs? And then come out with like affiliate marketing videos. There's probably a lot of uh, opportunities for that. Um, yeah, there's um, with a lot of these, the companies, if they're offering affiliate marketing uh, as a stream of, of possible revenue, it's usually because they, the CEO has made a decision, okay, affiliate marketing, we can have sales coming in for a long time, we can have new customers, when we get acquired, the whoever buys us is going to look at where all of our customers coming from, oh, from affiliates, cool, we can keep that going, or no, we don't think that counts because affiliate marketing is not part of our bigger solutions. Apple does not do a whole lot of affiliate marketing. So if they're acquiring a customer that does, that might not be a part of their valuation multiple. But the other thing you can do is find the programs that are doing a lot, paying high bounties for affiliate marketing. Maybe it's outside of AI, but you use AI to create all of your materials. I can create 30, 60 second YouTube shorts that I can also use on TikTok or Instagram that I can put one or two prompts together and it creates the, all of the videos for me from, from start to finish. It finds stock footage, it generates the art, it generates the voiceover, the text on screen. So now rather than spending $500 to get a couple of video ads created for me and wait weeks on end for it to be done, I can do it myself probably 20 to 30 bucks and five minutes later, I have all of my my content that I need to go out and start pushing affiliate products. So tell me more about Robot Revolution. I know it uh, solves a lot of the problems that you're talking about with copywriting and everything. And when you were telling me about the extent of it, what it can do, and um, even the price point of such a thing, I know that this is uh, you're going to your 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 objective is to be like the top copywriting program. Um, and, and then some, a little bit extra, um, in its features. So I'll let you explain the features, but, um, yeah, just give us the full details on robot revolution. Sure. Yeah. So with any business, if we think about it, like a living, breathing entity before anything else, you need to have revenue, you need sales coming in. And the only way you're going to do that is with marketing and, and copywriting, which is the psychology behind the marketing. Nobody knows your product or service exists. Customers won't find you. You won't make any sales. You can't run a business that way. So it's quite literally the very first thing that you need to have in order to have a successful business. 99% of the time, I know that there are certain businesses that will come out and just organically grow. That gets rarer and rarer by the day. So having spent 17 years as a marketer and copywriter, when I started playing around with ChatGPT, actually it was called OpenAI, which is the company behind Chat. And this was three years ago. I realized how bad it was at the time. And every few weeks, six weeks or so, it would there would be an update. And it didn't get good until the end of 2022, um, around November or so. And it was basically January that the whole world heard of, of ChatGPT. And people are going in there saying, write me an ad for this, write me an email for that. Oh, why isn't it that good? And I approached it and I said, okay, well, if I'm going to write an ad, I need a headline, subheadline, some body copy, and maybe a call to action. So four things. And I'm going to treat each of those as four individual tasks. So I created four different prompts. And now with each prompt, I'll have one variable, 
occasionally, rarely, but sometimes two variables that might be saying, I need a headline for X audience. So let's say it's a diet and weight loss program for people who want to lose weight or for women over 50 who want to lose weight. Um, that does X, you know, that for people that are tired of yo-yo diets. And so if I just fill in those variables, I can very quickly produce really good ads that cover all of my bases because in the background, the psychology is handled for me because I, Josh, have programmed all of these prompts with the psychology that you want built in. All you have to do is fill in a couple of variables. Well, I realize I can be getting my ads done in seconds that way, including video ads and all that. I can also do that with landing pages, email opt-in pages. The If you give somebody you know, a PDF, they come in and you say, hey, give me your email address and I'll give you this really cool PDF uh, containing this valuable content. I can have that PDF done. I can have entire sales pages, the really long ones that are about uh, 36,000 words or so, or uh, you know those kind done in less than an hour. The video sales letters, webinars, your um, upsell pages, your downsells, your entire follow-up sequence, your entire backend. I sat there for six months. I went through and I said, what does every single business, no matter what kind, B2B, B2C, whether it's an online business, an offline business, what are the elements that everybody is going to be using? And how do I do each and every one of them correctly using AI? And when I put the whole program together, I didn't realize how big it was going to be. Um, and so we launched it to our community of other entrepreneurs and business leaders in the Robot Revolution Facebook group. And people were blown away by this. Um, I presented it to Spotify and the, you know, the music company, and they were blown away with the results of how quickly it could be done. And the, immediately they said, in this one office, on this floor, we have 10 people on our marketing team. I think we will just need two of them. I can train those two on how to use Robot Revolution and the other eight employees are not necessary. This does a better job than them faster. And that will save us money and it will generate us more money in the long term. And the more companies that saw this, the more they realized their office is going to be different forever. When tool, more tools like Robot Revolution come out to handle other things such as art or finance or production or training employees or the hiring process and all that, they're going to be able to slim down. And that stinks for the employees. But that means that the few that are able to understand this and prepare ahead of time and take the initiative and say, hey, I want to be the best marketer your company, this company has I want a subscription to Robot Revolution and watch me blow away the rest of the team combined. Um, if you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, you don't really have a big budget. You're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because if your marketing is the single point of failure, very first point of failure between success and failure, and that's where your customers are coming from. You can't risk your company on you sitting there trying to learn years or decades worth of sales psychology and NLP and copywriting and testing it and not knowing what you're doing because you won't. It takes years to realize you don't know what you're doing. And then another few years to start to learn. I've taken out all of that learning curve and all of that guesswork. 
And if you wanted to hire somebody like myself to write for you a long video sales letter, I might charge you 50 grand just to get out of bed, plus a royalty of, you know, 10% royalty in perpetuity. This can be worth millions, but for a small business that doesn't have that kind of a budget, you're left usually going to somewhere like Upwork.com or Fiverr and finding somebody for a couple hundred dollars who will do an awful job that won't catch you results. It'll probably be better than what you, having not studied this, would do. But in the grand scheme, it's a terrible job that's going to cost you a lot of money. You're, you might spend thousands of dollars testing it to realize you should have spent 10 grand hiring somebody better. Well, I eliminate all of that. And now you have uh, you know, anyone that's even somewhat competent, understanding reading and writing the English language, they see a variable where that variable says, you know, who's your target avatar? Okay, well, that's already written down on document because in the very beginning, we're creating that document. Copy and paste that over. What's the name of the product or service you're selling? That's easy to fill in. All you do is a copy and paste that into either ChatGPT or Claude or whatever your preferred uh, learn language model is. And out comes marketing. That's every bit of somebody like I would produce for you. Only it's done in seconds, not weeks. Typically, a full-length sales letter is a six-week process. I get them done now in about 52 minutes. So rather than wait six weeks where I'm not going to market, where my business is not generating money, where I don't know if this is going to convert, I have it done in less than an hour. We're ready to go. From there, I can look at the stats and say, okay, this is converting great up until this point. People are reading this. They're really enjoying it. But after a certain point, that's, there's a drop-off. And those drop-off points happen naturally. They happen to everybody. Well, you go back to your copywriter and say, hey, here's our drop-off points. Can you fix this for me? And a lot of times they're I'm going to vacation. be panicking. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Or they're going to be panicking. Why? Because yes. we put our heart and soul into everything and we really shoot our wad at our first attempt. We want to blow you out of the water. We want you to come back to us and tell us how great our work is. Because we're, we've got big egos. We, we really do have a God complex sometimes. So, um, you know, when you tell us that here are the, the heat maps and here's where the people are dropping off, can you fix this? A lot of times the answer is, I'll give it a shot when we're panicking inside because we can't, because that was our best, absolute best idea. Well, with AI, that's not a problem. It never runs out of ideas. So you're getting just far superior quality results sooner and for effectively no money by comparison uh, right now robot revolution is a thousand dollars but that's for lifetime access we are changing the platform around and come october we're going to be uh pricing it more for a corporate sort of client corporate clients do not price or do not invest in anything that is low price. Simple reason is they have departments, they have a big budget. If they don't spend every dollar of that budget, they give that to the IRS. Their investors realize, hey, you're not putting every possible resource into building the company better. I don't have faith in you. So before it gets there, the CEO will fire you if you don't spend that budget. So by because of that, I can't price it at $1,000 per lifetime use. It will be $1,000 per month per user. So that will be the pricing model going forward. 
come um, some point in October. So for right now, we're telling people if this sounds interesting, if this sounds like something, maybe you need it now, maybe you need it, you know, you're going to need it coming up very soon. Once you've got a few of your foundational stuff, this will be the absolute most affordable that the program will be. Uh, I've demoed it for a number of big um, conferences where I was a keynote speaker and I had two other competitors that also had similar marketing copywriting programs there. They literally requested to not demo theirs. I wanted to go first on purpose because I knew I could blow them both out of the water and I did. And people that were charging a whole lot more than me requested to not demo theirs. And that spoke a lot to the audience. So, um, you know, there's also, of course, a 60 day trial. So for any reason you don't like it, you let us know money back. I'm, I'm not even going to ask you why I want to make sure that this knocks your socks off. So, you know, this is what I believe to be the absolute best resource for anybody that does not want to pay me or another A-list copywriter, 50 grand plus royalties for life. Now, of course, I'm happy to take your money. If you want to pay me that I'll give you my email address or, you know, my way to contact me, I'm sure will be in the show notes and I'll take that 50 grand all day. But if that does not sound like something you want to do, but you want to have the same quality of work, then that's where robot revolution comes in. Nice. Yeah. So uh, by the time this comes out, it'll basically be one month away before switching to the monthly subscription model. So still a pretty penny, but if you really think about like the numbers of uh, the time that you save, for one, to even do the job wrong or, you know, hiring out someone on Upwork to not do it that great. And this is one of those jobs where copywriting is like to get someone who's really good at it. It, it does take years, like you were saying, they need more experience than just having read some general marketing books and then saying, OK, let me apply it. I, I've read, um, you know, breakthrough advertising and I've read uh seth godin's book or whatever and like all right now i'm gonna do it like they need to have run campaigns and uh really know how people react to things and um they need to fail a bunch of times that's the thing a lot of times younger copywriters will take a headline or a sub headline or a body plot and say okay this is this i know did really well this is famous this is you know for by all intents and purposes i can confirm this was very successful let me just copy that and replace a few words. And then they wonder why it fails every single time. So people need to go through those failures. And when I go on to a site like Upwork and I've looked at a lot of younger copywriters, they will tell you it's $2,500 because I'm just learning. You're going to be one of my first clients. I'm just getting started. So that's why it's only $2,500. I don't want to spend $2,500 on somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. Are you interested in small businesses? My name is David C. Barnett, and I've been podcasting and producing YouTube videos about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses for almost 10 years. I'm a former business broker and have owned and operated several businesses, and I've been advising business owners since the 1990s. Each week, I create a new podcast, which answers one of your questions, and I've always got amazing, exciting guests. You can find me on YouTube by going to smallbusinessanddealmakingpodcast.com or just search David Barnett's Small Business in any podcasting app to find me. I look forward to seeing you around.
that's going to have to go back and rework some things too. Uh, It's an annoying job because like you said before, people don't know how much they don't know until they've got a few years of experience. And I've seen it firsthand where a lot of times, like I'll work with like a, a life coach or a business coach and they come out, they're like, no, like I know exactly how I want to sell it. And then they say the exact same thing that everyone has ever said uh, for how they would start off. They're like, yeah, I just want to be a coach who's like different. Like I want to really care about them and I want to, um, you know, help them live a healthier, happier life and get their nutrition right while giving them a meal plan. Like they, I'm like, yeah, every single person has said this same exact thing. So you, uh, well, and then, then, then after a while, yeah. they're like, hey, this isn't working. Then they finally realize how much they don't know after they get there. Um, so know, it's, it's funny you said that. I was just joking on Friday, two days ago, with a colleague of mine where he was saying, you know, all of these people that want to be life coaches or business coaches, they all say they have a heart forward business. Yeah. And I said, what does that mean? Yeah. What, what's the opposite? A hate forward business? Yeah. Like, I'm going to coach you using the power of hatred? No, everything should be a hard forward business. You're not telling me anything. I have a good friend of mine who spent about two years trying to basically be a motivational coach for people. And I kept telling him, you need to speak to one specific person. And he didn't really, it didn't resonate. He wanted to, he was a, he's a very, very nice guy. He's a very loving individual, real sweetheart of a person. And he really thought that he could help everybody. And I believe he could help a lot more people. Sure. But that you become very generic. Now he's a, um, in his mid forties, he's been happily married to his um, husband of 12 or 14 years at this point. And he came out to his parents when he was in his teens And he knew that they were going to be very accepting of him. It came from a very uh, warm household, but he was still very, very nervous. He will tell you that it was the most scary he's ever been. And I said, well, let's lean into that. We branded him as the coming out coach. And he worked primarily with uh, teenagers and young adults who are trying to come out to their friends and family. And he's become, as a result of niching down, and speaking to one specific kind of person, his business has grown. But more than that, everybody that would become somebody that would follow him has. People find him all the time now on TikTok and on Twitter or X, whatever you're calling it these days, and on YouTube. And people found him much more organically. His business grew faster because he spoke to one person. And I helped him to really position himself. And that positioning is really the heart of your marketing, your copywriting. It's all about how you convey your message to the right person. That's called positioning. And if it wasn't for that, all of these young people that go onto YouTube and search, you know, how do I come out to my friends and family would never have found him. So he has been able to not just make a lot more money, but also help a whole lot more people as a result. And then he can expand his niche into other things a lot easier because he was able to establish somewhere. And uh, picking niche is a difficult task. I, I even like now that I'm switching more to the agency side of things and not consulting, I'm like, all right, there's a lot of different niches to 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 go through. Like it takes a bit before you really 
pick one. There's a lot of qualifications to to picking it. So it, it is a difficult task, um, but it is really the first staple thing that you need to do. And then everything's pretty clear after that. Like when he was like, I need to become a general life coach. So like, all right, a video on how to be more motivated and I'll compete with, uh, you know, <laughs> an extra 5,000 videos being produced every day on that same subject. Like you're exactly. just not going to, especially from a zero subscriber account, like YouTube is a like battle to to climb on at the beginning um i i had to grow my initial subscribers by like as soon as instagram would come out with an update i'd be like get up get on the video like a new instagram update and like the dm threads or you know whatever the hell like i i still do it like i just made like a video on threads how to grow on threads my thoughts on threads like the first day it came out i'm like do it right now like it's the only way that i can like get some easy views like just being like first to some of these topics uh so it's just so competitive over there like until you have a lot of subscribers when you have a lot of subscribers then then you can really talk about whatever you want um a lot easier yeah, yeah everybody everybody wants to con- looks at someone like a tony robbins and says well he's a very general model him yeah, yeah because he's tony yeah. robbins yeah you're not yeah you know it, it's it's a totally different thing and he i don't know his story of how he got started but nobody starts off as a generalist and is immediately the top of yeah. the the food chain even you amazon know, with- just sold books for years at the beginning yeah they started off selling tech used textbooks because college students trying to sell their textbooks back to the school store. They may have spent a thousand dollars on these books. The school's offering them $50, even though the school's going to use them again next year. Yeah. It's not like they're getting replaced. It's, it was a racket. So Amazon was the alternative. You would send in your used textbooks. They would, instead of $50, they would give you a hundred or 200 bucks and then other students could go and buy it from Amazon, those same books the following semester at a lower cost than the school bookstore. But he what had the become A to today? Z, the everything store from the beginning too. But you obviously have to just, yeah, get started somewhere. Um, there's just way too many moving parts to to be doing that. So uh, yeah, absolutely niching down. I think it's one of those things that like everyone knows they need to do, but it, it's so much easier said than done. Like once you figure it out, then the answer was right in front of you the whole time is how you'll feel about it. But it is definitely yeah. hard to find uh, what that is and, and commit to it, but it's super necessary. Uh, okay. So uh, wrapping up here, what are just some, let's say someone's like, look, I can't afford robot revolution. Uh, what are just give me some basic copywriting tips to, that someone can just go from be total beginner to, you know, maybe not intermediate, but like they, they've got at least a good start. You have some like basic formatting that you can give people. So if they, if they still need to do it on their own. Yeah. I mean, you said wrapping up and this is something I could speak for three weeks on. <laughs> um, so the first thing that you really need to do is learn to cut out as much as possible. Um, one of the biggest mistakes I see is that somebody an entrepreneur is really close to their product or service. It's their baby. They love it. And they want to highlight every single feature and every benefit as the primary. Everything is so cool and so important, so valuable. And when everything is really important, then absolutely nothing is important, period. So you need to find what is the primary. And generally, this is going to be known as pain relief. So for, again, if we're looking at something like um, diet and weight loss, the pain relief is for some people that, especially as you get older, 
they're less sexually desirable. They look in the mirror and they hate what they see. Their significant other is not physically attracted to them as much anymore. That's a huge internal pain. All right. Now, they also may have physical pain. If you are overweight, you probably have bad ankles, knees, you have a bad back. Great. So pick one or the other. Let's talk about people with physical pain or emotional. Then what are our secondary pain points? Well, the secondary pain for somebody that doesn't like what they see in the mirror could be people look at them differently. They know when they go out to eat with their friends, their friends are watching them eat. Strangers are watching them eat. If they go, you know, sit down in a movie theater, the person in the chair next to them has been eyeballing them, hoping quietly that they don't sit next to them. They, they don't want to go to the beach or where, you know, anything that shows off their arms because they're not confident and it's going to draw attention to themselves. That still relates to our primary pain, but now because it's what you're imagining other people assume, now it becomes almost a secondary And then what are our tertiary pain points? Some people, this might be higher up on the list, but for others, the thought of them, especially if you're, let's say, 30 years old, not living to see your 50th birthday because of health complications, that's 20 years off. I'll fix that later on. But if you're 45 and the doctor says, if you don't make a change, you're not living to see 50, that becomes more immediate. So now it gets moved up. But it's we need to itemize, create an itemized list of what is our primary pain? What are our secondary pain points? What are our tertiary pain points? And if we're doing this, you know, those are all benefits. Features are the bells and whistles. It's the the buttons and the knobs and everything that your thing has. What is our primary thing? Uh, thing? So I have a uh, part of a business that is a learn to play guitar business. And I know that the primary pain is the learning curve between when you first pick up the guitar and when you can sound good. You're embarrassed because you sound terrible for the first several months. Some people, it's a few weeks, but for most people, they don't sound good for a while. So one of the big features that we have is, okay, learn this one chord and I can show you how to play it all over the neck of the guitar in a way that will always sound good no matter what. You're going to know exactly what the very next chord is. It doesn't matter what key you're in. All you need to do is know this one chord and we can move it up and down. And so right away on day one, you're already sounding good. So that's our primary feature. So when you try that program, and especially if you've tried to take lessons before, you've tried something else and you know how frustrating it is, but now you come to us and within 20 minutes, you're sounding really good. There's a backing track behind you with drums and bass in a loop and you're sounding like a rock musician in the first 20 minutes. That's a hell of a feature. So I like to always figure out what my features are from the most important down to, you know, whatever the least one is same with our benefits. And if we're going to be going to AI, I can, you can go ahead and ask chat GPT, you know, really talk to it about what it is you're selling and describe this is who our customer or target customer is. This is the product that we're selling. This is what we hope to accomplish with it. Can you give me a list of all their primary, secondary, tertiary um, pain points that we hope to solve? Put them in order. Um, I want you to, to not hold back. Don't worry about being mean. Tell me psych- on a deep psychological level what 
make some stay awake at night, grind their teeth with worry, with fear, with insecurities, and put it in that order. Well, that's going to give me a hell of a head start. So if you really want to get started with AI and with marketing properly and really um, finding your messaging, your positioning quickly, I would do this. Um, It takes a very long time to learn how to do that the manual way. But if you know how to ask ChatGPT how to do it and you know how to prompt it correctly, you can have that answer in seconds. Yeah, like what you said about the guitar program, how it's like 20 minutes to sound good. And a lot of times when people write uh, their sales copy for a course page, they'll try to be like over 100 hours of video, learn this, 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 and this, and this. When really they're, all those things are possible objections to not buy it. Oh, how to do bar chords. Okay, I can look that up on YouTube. How to do E minor scale. Like I could look that up on YouTube. Like all these things that they're saying, like you're going to learn this and this and this and this is like creating objections of, I think I could learn that elsewhere. I think I could learn that elsewhere. I don't want to pay for that. If that's like part of like what I'm paying for when it's just like sound good in 20 minutes. Uh, now it's like 20 minutes of video. The, the, the main thing is time for a hundred hours of yeah. video. Yeah. No one that has time so for that. They think that's difficult. like a value point. Um, yeah, it's but, the most difficult thing in the world, but yeah. yeah. It sound like, like you a, said, it's a the, rock the star in 20 minutes. The, the pain that you're targeting and then the result and then the speed to get the result is what the copywriting is based on because they're like, look, I'm watching this ad right now. I would like to learn guitar. I'm going to be good in 20 minutes. Dang, like, okay, 400 bucks. Sure, like, I'll be good in 20 minutes. Like, totally. Um, You know, otherwise, it just sounds like they're buying generic information. And yeah, it just goes back to being a generalist too. Like, you can't sell your courses uh, as general information, my first course about almost five years ago now was like Instagram University. And it just was like, you know, so like, what do I learn? And I'm like, yeah, like this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And uh, then like eventually I was just like, no, I how to run an Instagram giveaway on a large scale. Like that's all the courses. And then I was finally able to make it happen. Like I initially information. And the funny thing was like that, how to run the Instagram giveaway was like just a small little lesson in the Instagram university before. And I didn't even change the price, but when I was just like, all you get is this less one lesson, but now I can like actually package it in a way they're like, well, I don't know how to do that. You know, then I was able right. to like start selling it rather than just getting all these questions. So like, now you do I need this? University? The course is now about doing giveaways, but look as bonuses and you include all the other content you have, you yeah, just package yeah. them up as bonuses so exactly. they don't go to waste. But yeah. That's that's really is the biggest mistake that I see a lot of uh, entrepreneurs do and they make and it's so hard to convince somebody or to not really convince, but to show them that that's the incorrect way to do it. Um, people are just so in love with what they create that yeah. it's almost impossible. So you have to a lot of times I will tell somebody I don't really do this so much anymore, but in the past I've told somebody that they have to go out and continue to fail more until I'm ready. You know, they're ready to put their ego aside because they're going to say, no, 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 no. I want you to highlight all of this stuff. Just change a few work magic to make the words a little different. I said, it's not about the words. It's about the approach, about the, the, the positioning of it. And if you still don't get that, go out, find anybody, rewrite it, fail some more. When you're tired of losing money, uh, then we'll talk. When I was an early consultant and I didn't quite have the vision to know like which ideas were going to work 
or not. I was still almost a little bit under the impression of like, oh yeah, just like never give up and you'll be good. And uh, then after I saw like enough failures, then I started being like, dang, like I actually have to turn a lot of these people away um, because of that, because they'll come to me with some idea. And like one guy was like, yeah, it's like, it's the Snuggie, but it's called the Huggy. And like, if Snuggie does this much per year, then I should be able to do the same thing. And I was like, it's not at all going to work like that, that it was a commodity that was like a, a trend for a little bit. Like it was a topic of conversation right. when it came out, like it, it became, um, you know, the snuggy. And then like, let me talk about it with my friends. Have you guys seen that new freaking blanket thing that you wear? You know, like it's, it's done. There's no uh, word of mouth going on with this anymore. Like he just didn't understand. He's like, yeah, snuggy can do it. Then like, I'll just call it huggy and boom, two, $2 million. And uh, it's, yeah, you just get so used to like helping all these businesses kind of fail quicker that then you start to become like, okay, no, like we need to change your entire idea. But a lot of them are really married to that idea. So um, yeah, entrepreneurship, guys, it, unless you're going to stick with it for a long time, go ahead and give it a shot. If you want to just say like, look, if I'm successful in a year, great. If not, I'm going back to my normal job. Um, but uh, however you want to look at it, I mean, it tactically that's typically not how it works and then you know i kind of like to think like the universe doesn't really reward people who uh just get, do their first thing and then it, it works it just doesn't happen it doesn't really have much value to it you don't really have an entrepreneur story anymore either if you just go out and your first idea works um so uh so yeah take it advantage of ai so that you can work a lot quicker and um robotrevolution.ai is where to go check check that out josh if they have any uh, further questions for you where do they get in touch with you uh you can email me josh at robotrevolution.ai um yeah if you have any questions about either the program or ai in general i'm happy to to try and help you out and see you in the right direction um yeah so Derek, thank you very, very much for this opportunity to come and talk to you and talk to your audience, your listeners. Absolutely, man. It's been a pleasure. And I, I meant to say robotrevolution.ai slash social bamboo is where you go, not <laughs> without that. So yeah, you could go to slash social bamboo at the end of that. And uh, yeah, I'm going to talk to Josh after this and see if I can't get in on uh, the robot revolution. So thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, 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 oh,